Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus. dot com slash acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Let's face it, guys. Retail's a chaotic world. From those who work on the shop floor to the ropey customer trying to wangle a refund on a sweaty yet supposedly unworn pair of pants, we all have a story. We chat to the sales assistants shackled to the cash desk, hoping and dreaming for that big break that will free them from the shop floor once and for all. And also to the incredible shop workers who love what they do but struggle to pay the rent, or even dare to dream of getting on that elusive property ladder. We're giving a platform to the shop owners who are transforming the retail landscape. And the family businesses who continue to make retail work against all the odds. Jasmine, are you ready for a deep dive into life on the shop floor? Timothy, let's go. What are you wearing today? Well, I mean, I know I look like I'm about to go on holiday. No, you look like a tourist that's just come off holiday from Hawaii. In, I feel like a tourist in Hawaii right now. The studio is so hot. <laughs> I'm, I'm sweat. I'm not glowing. I'm sweating. Good to hear, good so to this week we're talking about what are we talking about? The demise, demise of, of the high street. I think it's a good kind of segue from our last episode. We we're talking about department stores and the struggles that they're having on the high street. But it's kind of their struggle is mirrored, you know, across high streets and and different retailers are all having really tough times. It's like a symbiotic relationship, though, isn't it? As soon as a Department stores built outside of a high street, like we said last time. People travel to it, the high street dies. They go to department store, and then with online shopping, department store yeah. dies, and then the whole. Thing I mean, that's the thing. I think historically, the department store is very much the they call it the anchor store. Uh, so if you're a developer, so you're developing a, a shopping complex. I always go back to Leeds because we're just talking about my experiences. But the Harvey Nichols that opened there, they I think they gave them a hundred year rent-free lease oh as the anchor store so that will then pull in all the other luxury brands will then be interested in taking leases so if i turn my flat into a department store i'll get 100 year rent-free lease yeah i mean no one's going to want to come to your flat but give it a go <laughs> um so yeah and i think that's the thing it was the pull it was the 
John Lewis's, the Marks and Spencers, the British Homestores, the Debenhams, that would pull people into towns and cities to shop. And I think, you know, as those have collapsed, other retailers in the vicinity have also collapsed. Well, it's funny you say that because in my research, Stuart McKinn, I don't know if I'm saying that right, the CEO of Marks and Spencers, described Oxford Street as a national embarrassment with a proliferation of tacky candy stores, antisocial behaviour and footfall remaining in the doldrums, 11% down on pre-pandemic levels. So even the Marks and Spencers guys, like, it's not looking good. I mean, the antisocial <laughs> behaviour is just you and I at the <laughs> weekend. <laughs> I mean, Westminster Council, they really need to be hanging their heads in shame. I mean, Oxford Street is, it's a wasteland, a barren wasteland. Just like what you said at the start. <laughs> but it, the candy stores, I, I, so I, when I was reading about this, there's... 29 I think candy stores 29 American candy stores that owe up to 9 million pounds in unpaid business rates yeah I mean it's the proliferation of these candy stores I mean you don't need to be a retail expert to know what's going on the stores are giant they're taking over huge units so like I think there's one in the old Adidas store they're up and down the whole street they there's the rent on that road are in excess, well in excess of a million a year. How are they generating a million pound turnover from selling strawberry kids? laces? <laughs> Literally. How many kids need to be coming in? How many kids need diabetes to fund that store? <laughs> so yeah, so what they're doing is they're coming in for short periods, they're not paying their business rates and then they're vacating. And I think the big switch in that was, I might be wrong, I should have, you're the researcher, you should have researched this is I think historically, if you're a landlord, a retail space, if it's vacant, then you don't have to pay business rates. But now I think there's been a law change. So even if it's vacant, the landlord needs to pay business rates. So they are not selective about who they get into those they stores now. Yeah, so they, they're not liable to pay the rates. But the issue is that these candy store businesses aren't paying the business rates And either. then there's never anyone in them. Never. Yeah. It's scary. And then also the other the flip side is that landlords are just charging exorbitant fees to lease these these properties. That yes. you know, and it means that you end up with this homogenized high street. Like how many Zaras are on Oxford Street? There must be at least three, you know, on Oxford Street alone. Yeah, yeah. You know, small kind of more independent or more nimble retailers, they just don't get a look in. I mean, they need to start in the candy business. They'll be they doing do. well. I mean, I, do. I the Westminster Council said they don't even know who owns those stores. I mean, that's and and, and, the, and, the, and that some of the products aren't even safe. Oh yeah, I remember They're reading. Unsafe. I think I read in the Evening Standard. I saw uh, what are they called? The people that go in Trading Standards. Yeah, and they were like bagging up these counterfeit Wonka bars, <laughs> full of cocaine. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll take I'll take a dozen. Well, bang for buck. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's scary that councils don't have oversight, you know. Um, well, that they don't even know who's coming in. In or who's meant to, liable to pay the business rates. It's scary. I mean, Westminster Council are responsible for the mound. Do you remember that? Oh my gosh, yes. This is. So, I mean, anyone living in London, I'm sure, is aware of 
this monstrosity. But uh, coming out of COVID, as you were saying, I think, what did you say, 11% down on yeah. footfall. They were like, how do we bring people back to Oxford Street to shop? Let's construct a mound that people will climb <laughs> and pay to climb to have this incredible experience view this vista over london i mean the reality did you see it it was a bit ridiculous i think it cost the council about four over four million i think a councillor from westminster council had to step down it was such roll a car down crash. the hill it was like scaffolding. You could see the scaffolding and then they'd rolled out turf over it. It was meant to be this luscious. Yeah, it was trying to be like green the Teletubbies when that they roll in over those hills. It was a car crash. Like um and so bad that I think they were they stopped charging to try and encourage people to, to use it. To actually go up it. Yeah, so it was free to climb. I mean, I'd rather climb an NCP car park, quite frankly. <laughs> it was awful. But I mean you know, that, this is the tragedy, isn't it? That councils are spending this kind of money when really they could be giving business rates relief to interesting retailers or struggling retailers to try to revive the high street. Yeah. Is that in order to get people into stores, the product doesn't necessarily have to be front and center. No. It needs to be tied in with an experiential event. And I think that's why, you know, like the... Rooftop cinema at Selfridges is a great example. Um, you need to provide unique experiences and places for people to actually go. Yeah, and I think particularly the cost of living crisis, you know, if you can do an experiential event in store that's free, yeah. it's a day out. Fab. Like, it's a genius way of getting customers to engage with your brand. And it's, then yeah. hopefully they'll leave and have bought something. Well, especially if they're like me, someone who goes to the opening of an envelope. <laughs> Yes, Jasmine will go to anything. I'll so if anyone anything. has uh, <laughs> staff, you know, party, birthday, I'll be store there. opening, she'll be there. She'll be there Especially to cut. Especially if it's free. She'll cut the ribbon. She will. <laughs> no charge. They'll be getting me to do the Harrods sales now. Yeah, no. Don't uh, do you remember <laughs> where you can walk. So we'd like to welcome you to the Harrods and annual what? sale. We have Jasmine <laughs> from the shop floor. Hiya. Hiya. <laughs> Got a goo care. <laughs> uh, what do you think that Brit's top five favorite stores on the high street are and the ones Ooh. they'd hate to see go? So is this, um, this like is a, a YouGov's poll? Yeah, this is a, a poll. Top five stores that what? The, British the Brits would hate to see leave the high street. Marks and Spencer has to be in the top five. Yep, number two. Boom. What do you think number one that do not want to see leave the high street. No. Oh, it's going to be something hideous, isn't it? Primark. Exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> Primani. Yeah, Primani. You can't How take people. How did I guess that? Okay, I mean, no, okay it, I'm yeah. on a roll. I'm on a roll. Number, Number three. three. To not leave the high street. This is this is one that shocked me because I don't consider it a high street store, but it is. Oh, God. Is it a UK brand? Yeah. It's British. Yes. Ooh. I don't know. Tell me. Tesco's. What? Tesco's. Tesco. Tesco's the worst shopping experience <laughs> in the whole of the UK. Yeah, but I reckon, you know, those when they do those cans, what's it, three for five pounds or something? I mean, yeah, that's Summer sun. I reckon that's why people, they must want a little supermarket. And what do you think? The Tesco. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, it's going to be something equally banal. What? Sainsbury's number four. No. 
Come what? on, you've got to get number four and five. Think <sighs> UK, big stores. Boots. No. That would have been a good one. I wouldn't want that to go. Number four. I'm huge store. Huge. Big, big. Big UK. Homeware. 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 And, oh, you my know. God. You'd go for it for Next. No. Next. John uh, Lewis. John Lewis. No. Yeah. Brits don't want it. And TK Maxx. TK Maxx. That's not TK British. TK Maxx. I can. Oh. But anyway. Well. Okay. So not so John Lewis. John Lewis are closing department stores around the country. Yeah. They're closing Waitrose. They're losing their market share. I've been reading about this, evidently. Okay. Waitrose stores are boring. They're boring. Have you been into Marks and Spencer's food halls recently? Oh my gosh. Neon lights. Well, you everywhere. and I went we, we were went in there. the one in um It's fab. Battersea Power Station. Shout the first out to one Battersea. I saw shout out who? Battersea Power Station. <laughs> shout we out. have to go there because Timothy was doing a step count, so we always had to get walk. That's miles. the truth. That's the only reason we went. I needed to get another ten thousand steps. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But the M&S is insane, isn't it? Amazing. And the first store that I'd seen that had that rollout, it's like neon signs, wood fixtures, you know, the fruit and veg not in plastic wrap was um, in Hackney. And I walked in, I was like, this is how you do food this retail. This is how it's done. Like Waitrose, it's like, oh, meh. It's Meth. overpriced. So overpriced. It's pretentious. It's just not that great. And I think John Lewis is the same. I mean, yes, they open amazing looking department stores. Like in Leeds, they opened one and it just blew Harvey Nichols out of the water. I mean, it looks so polished. Yeah. But it's empty. I'm not a fan of John Lewis. I got lost in there when I was a kid once and I was like three floors down from my sure mother. Are sure that your parents didn't lose you? On purpose. Right. Well, they didn't do a good job of it because I found the show. <laughs> no, I was three floors down. And then, you know, they have that huge bit where it's all the escalators running through the center of the store. My mum's three floors down. central up. atrium, perhaps. That, that would be the word. My <laughs> mum's screaming my name through That's the central at- atrium to everyone can hear. And I thought, I'm no longer able to show my face in John Lewis store. Look, this I is so embarrassing. <laughs> in a department store. No, a department store, a supermarket. And then I went to member staff and said, I'm lost. And someone went on the tannoy. <laughs> I, uh, if anyone's got a son called Tim, <laughs> he's at customer Ten service. Ten people puts <laughs> their hand up. I'll have him. I remember vomiting in a supermarket as well oh. at, the, at the checkout. And rather than clean it up, I must have been very young, six, seven. I remember they just put a cardboard box over, over the it. vomit. That's and gave horrible. me a cup of um, 
water out of a mug, which I thought was very uncouth. That's horrid. <laughs> yeah, I've never... I'm so glad I wasn't... And then number five was um, TK, TK Maxx. They've just closed... I think they're closing stores too. My mum loves TK Maxx. She loves rifling through Me those rails. Me too. I, I love digging. That's I why mean, I love charity what, shops. Observe, you stand back and observe my mother in a TK Maxx. It's like she's on speed. Like <laughs> She's really going through those rails. Uh, she knows what she's looking for. It's the feel of the fabric. You oh, know? yeah. You can almost see it as well when you see something expensive. You're like, oh, I'll have that. I mean, a little fact for you is that TK Maxx is American. And TJ. TJ. And do you know why it's called TK Maxx in the UK? Because there's someone else already had TJ Maxx, How right? did you know this? Because I always wondered when I would so, be in America. Yeah, I think it was a Sheffield department store. And it was called TJ Hughes, I think. So in order to differentiate themselves when they entered the UK market, it became TK Maxx. And who's TK or Max? I don't know. Oh, oh well, we could take a we'll guess. We work out. with the Max, don't we? <laughs> yeah. I don't think you. I hope he doesn't own them all. I don't think he owns a global Any of retail them. empire. <laughs> if he's still working with us. Yeah, I mean, he barely owns a pair of shoes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, TK Maxx used to be great too. Like you could really get some amazing design product. They have that gold label. So Love basically that. what's v happening. Vivian Westwood stuff in there, yeah. So I've had Celine sunglasses. I've had all sorts. But what retail of big luxury brands is they, yes, will give their old, old stock that they haven't made to shift to TK Maxx, but they will not allow them. You can't search it on their website. I know. I tried before. Because they're trying to protect their brand image. So it's called Gold Label. So you just have to kind of type in sunglasses and they'll pop up. I just hope for the best. But it's so expensive now. Like, there are no bargains to be had in TK Maxx. No. What was the last bargain you had there? God. My, my family would buy me things from there. I think I think I got a Vivian Westwood t-shirt. And yeah. it can't have been that cheap. Because the gold label stuff is never that cheap, especially if you can't really afford to spend more than 50 quid on clothes. Yeah, anyway. I think it's better just to wait for the sales, like yeah. with the brands. Like yeah, now, exactly. you know, they're offering 70, well, 80% vintage. off. Well, buying it all secondhand, for me, that's a massive thing. I buy all my things secondhand. Everything I'm wearing is secondhand. Yeah, I, I buy a lot secondhand. A lot in Zara at the moment this season too. Are you really loving Zara? You drag me around there I all the time. I shouldn't because I'm not into fast fashion. I'm not. And I do rewear stuff, as you well know, yeah. from the champion hoodie. You mean the rag that was left of the champion hoodie? I mean, literally, it was this black hoodie that he'd worn for so long. Like The ends were chewed. The best and hoodie ever. The only thing that was still alive of that was the champion logo. Like The rest was hanging the off. The best hoodie ever. I don't know, it was like my comfort blanket. And you rang me and you were like, something big's happened. You've had a big part to play in this. And I'm thinking, I haven't got my job back in retail. Oh, I'm God. absolutely screwed. You go, I've got a new black hoodie. I My heart skipped a beat when you said this, something big has happened. I thought you weren't going to be able to do the podcast or something had changed, life-changing like, experience. The champion no. hoodie is no more. Quite rightly so, because you've got a better And I'm one still now. mourning the loss. I bought that champion hoodie when I was doing on a buying trip in Atlanta, 2017. So it had a really, I really wore it to death, as you should. Um, I remember us being at a party once and you told someone, if you're going to be sick, you can throw up down my champion hoodie. What? Yeah. What? You did. You were like, if you're going to be sick, throw up this way because it can be down my champion hoodie. Why would I want them to vomit on me? <laughs> because the other way was like in front of loads of other people. 
I'm so, so kind. I took one for the team. You're so kind. She wasn't sick anyway, but I don't have a vomit fetish. Honestly, Ooh. I just uh, anyway, I can't believe that. I said that. <laughs> yeah, you did. Weird. Anyway, back to the demise of the high street before it's the demise of Timothy. Is do you know this? Is my other quick fact: what high street has the highest percent of retail still left on it? Where do you think that is? Which high street? Yeah, like in whereabouts in London that still London. has. Yeah, it's in London. And that has the highest amount of retail stores on its high street. So it has 75% of retail stores. Occupancy. It. Yeah. Uh, it has to be somewhere quite affluent. I'm going to guess... Mm, the King's Road? No. Have you been down the King's Road? There's nothing left of it. Uh, Islington? No. Where? Greenwich. Okay, Greenwich. So you lot in Greenwich. I'm very touristy. So, yeah... I haven't been to Greenwich in a long time. Interesting. I thought that's a really interesting one. And what about what did you did the five most loved stores? Did you get the five least? No, they hadn't asked that. I question. mean, I can answer that question. Um, number <laughs> Speak one. Speak for the country. Number one, W. H. Smith's, atrocious. But yet everywhere. Why? Always. There's always like ten W. H. Smith in any airport, train station, anywhere. I mean, you leave. I go straight to the doctor for a tetanus jab. It's <laughs> it's that. And when they're trying to sell stuff at the checkout, it's, I'm like, They do that me. in Superdrug too. They go, we've got this face but mask half price. Funny you should say that. That's number two on my hit list. <laughs> Superdrug. I was in there yesterday on Bayswater picking up some Factor 50 sunscreen. Mm -hmm. Summer's upon us. It's so bad. The shop fit horrendous I and the selling the hard sell do you need any cotton buds today i'm good for a i saw you bud. come in to work with a pack of cotton buds they so it must have worked i actually bought those from waitress overpriced <laughs> <laughs> but i actually was gonna say i like a super drug no jasmine <laughs> is it the makeup this is the trashy part of me no it usually has everything i want from boots in there cheaper First True. of all, the product mix is good. Yeah, it's the experience that's hideous. Yeah, but they can. Uh, have you ever been in the ones where you go down, right down the back, and someone's getting their ears pierced? Horrific. <laughs> or their, or their eyebrows threaded. Ears pierced with a free tetanus. Yeah. I mean, that was like the norm. Like when I was young, like you'd walk past like a Claire's, someone child, yeah. probably no older than eight months is having their ears pierced with one of those piercing guns. <laughs> and then I remember people started buying those piercing guns thinking they could do it. Terrifying. I mean, yeah, I think to give Superdrug props, I, I'm into that. I was telling you that Hado Labo, Japanese cosmetics brand. Oh, don't even get me started on the Korean skincare. Obsessed with this Japan Japanese skin line and uh, obviously it's stocked exclusively at Superdrug. It's just the shop fits. It's just the kind of etiquette at the cash desk. Yeah, they really, really, it really. It and then they're trying to fob you off some cheap Britney Spears perfume at the end. Oh, come on. you got to support Britney. Of course. I think that would tempt me. Uh, what about other shocking... Well, who else is responsible for the demise of the high street? Well, do you know what it is called? It's called a retail apocalypse. That's what they're, they're explaining in the Atlantic. They said it's the great Love retail the Atlantic, by the apocalypse way. of 2017. Nine retail bankruptcies and several apparel companies having their stock hit new lows. Lululemon, Urban Outfitters and American Eagle are some of the few. But even like I was reading Nike have announced plans to shift towards e-commerce and that, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, I Toys think... Toys R Us, HMV. Yeah, Toys R Us, HMV. Although, good news, HMV is returning to its original site on Oxford Street this year. Good um, to hear. I his, love HMV. His master's voice. Yeah, a great store. A great store. I've spent many a happy hour as a kid in HMV. I remember when it was closing down and I went to the closing down sale in my town. And I felt so sad it was going. Did you cry? No, I bought a Justin Bieber poster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not just HMV, but um, Tower Records, you won't remember no. that, but Piccadilly Circus, the American music retailer. It's this iconic store, gone. Virgin Megastore, incredible. Blockbuster. Gone. Blockbuster. Major. Um, I mean, you know there's one left? Yeah, one in Oregon. I, I it's the last Blockbuster. I watched on, uh, you know, like there's videos on YouTube, the demise of brands. I yeah. watched it. I think they were some of my happiest moments. A Friday night, going to Blockbuster with my twin sister, being able to pick two movies, always horror movies. Right. We weren't interested unless they were 18s. How could you we check out We were probably like 10 them? at the time. How would you be able to get uh, out? Because my, my, <laughs> my dad would just get them for us. <laughs> <laughs> and popcorn. Mm, it was like the, the perfect evening in. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's that kind of... that. The joy of... That was fun. I, I, I did the same. I remember doing it with a friend once and we looked and, you know, you pull out all the naughty films that you're not allowed to watch and you go, oh, do you want to just get this one? You're into naughty but it was, movies, Jasmine. Yeah. But if you think about how painful it is to look through Netflix versus how it was to be in Blockbuster, yeah. pulling out things, running around. Bring back Blockbuster. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.